The Oregon College Savings Plan can help you support your kid's future career as a teacher. Uh, airplane driver? Um, no, their career as a hairstyle designer. As a dinosaur doctor? Oh, their future job as a windmill builder. No, an ice cream taster. You know what? We just don't know what they want to be yet. But while they figure it out and dream big, we're here to help you save for what comes next, whatever that may be. Learn more at OregonCollegeSavings.com. Okay, welcome to the Courageous Recovery Broadcast. I'm your host, Randy Mortensen. This is a weekly 15 to 18 minute program where we provide answers for your I don't know how. Whether you're dealing with recovery issues, emotions from a loss, or life is maybe just throwing you one more curveball than you expected. I'm glad you're here. Today, we're blessed to be have a guest, a, a friend of mine, Lee Bailey Sailor, Sealer, and we'll be covering a multitude of, of questions or uh, his life experiences. And it's always great to see that there's, there's a wide range of people uh, joining us live. And, and I know we're up to about 13 or 14 foreign countries that are listening to the podcast. As always, for more information, you can go to my personal website, which is randymortensen.com. That's Randy, last name Mortensen, M-O-R-T-E-N-S-E-N.com. Later in the show, I'll talk more about the 21-point assessment that's a tool to determine whether you or a loved one qualifies for a program that I offer called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. So as we begin the, the interview process here this afternoon, I just want to say welcome to, to my friend, Lee Saylor, and Lee, how's your how's your Monday? My Monday is is actually productive. I like it when I have uh, uh, productive days in the midst of this horrible shutdown where we I'm locked in this beautiful my beautiful room. I shouldn't complain. I got a great office. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate your welcoming me on. Yeah, and and as many people have heard me say, probably too, more often than than I than I should, but unprecedented. I've used that word more times in the last uh, three weeks than I have in the last 30 years, probably. Yeah, so right. yeah. um, who could have expected it? it? It's just unprecedented for sure. Mm -hmm. So, so as, as we were chatting a little bit earlier, uh, I'd just like to hear your story. Uh, and and talk a little bit about your youth. I'll give you an overview, and then and then uh, just share with with the audience uh, how how your life's been impacted, uh, your mm -hmm. recovery story, your recovery journey, and a little bit about who you were, and yeah. then what the process has been, or what you've yeah. gone through, and and yeah. then I, I absolutely want to share the resources of Five Stone Media uh, as you. as we wrap up. So. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, who is who is Lee as a as a, a kid and as a teenager. Talk a little bit about mom and dad and so on. Sure. So I you know I love the idea of your podcast. I don't know I I don't know how because we've all got this. I don't know how right. All of us in recovery. All of us in addiction. And one thing we don't realize is that so many of us have the same. I don't know how. And mine is real common, typical. Uh, I grew up in the suburbs. Mom and dad were home. I had nothing to complain about. Uh, my parents both worked. 
we were not rich, but we were not poor. Um, I, I went through school and I, I sort of, I was the youngest. And so I got kind of spoiled and um, my three older brothers were, were, you know, sort of made me the center of attention. Uh, which continued into my friendships. I, I had a really great upbringing, um, really had nothing to complain about. But for some reason, I always had this thing in me that I needed to be liked or I needed to be sort of, I guess, the person that I assumed everyone else wanted me to be. I had this assumption in, in me. And this is one of my, I don't know how, and I don't know how to be the person that uh, the whole world needs me to be. And so I was constantly, you know, trying to please everyone or entertain everyone um, is a better word. Um, so, you know, I had a great childhood, went to school, got, um, I got grades. <laughs> I didn't get good grades, but I got <laughs> grades. I got good enough grades to, to go to college, to go to the state school in Wisconsin and get in there. And, and unfortunately, you know, I got there when the drinking age was really low and, uh, um, so I, I got to drink a lot of quarter beers and uh, quarter beers and me uh, and grades homework don't mix very well. So I didn't um, I didn't take my school very seriously and I really hadn't ever, you know, I was a solid C minus yeah. student. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and I, you know, I had meetings with the Dean and my professors and they tried to get me to, take things a little more seriously. But um, after about three years of that, they finally said, we're going to part ways, Lee, <laughs> and you go figure out your life, but don't do it here. <laughs> right. So, my, right. I, you know, I was asked to leave college. I went, went on later to uh, get a couple of AA degrees and um, try to figure out through different career paths what I wanted to be. And, and, and that's sort of my upbringing. My parents, three older brothers, really nothing to complain about. Right. I've got right. a great wife now and, and four kids and two granddaughters and who I'm missing, you know, who I'd like to go see. Yeah, I think I think you and I are close to the same era. Um, yeah. People that know me know that I went to Winona State, which is right across the river yeah. from Wisconsin, the great state yeah. of Wisconsin. Yeah. And I remember we could buy a case of beer for a buck eighty nine. Flats beer only or something. Right? Yeah, it was it was not not very tasty, but it had alcohol, right? It right? And right. and for sure. So then, so college was was what it was. Uh, you know, you weren't a superstar student in in, in college. I was a solid two or two point five yeah. myself. Um, okay. But then, as as you went into the business world. And in that turning point that, that you mentioned in, in your life, talk, talk about the success and then maybe things didn't go quite the yeah. way you intended, but that dark night, let's, let's, let's talk, yeah. talk a little bit about that background and then, and then let's get to the dark night. Sure. Right. Uh, so, you know, as I said before, um, my early career coming out of college and, and my early married life and all that. So you, you, what everyone does is they try to define who they are and, you know, uh, kind of uh, build a foundation under them and say, this is what I'm going to be. You know, when we grew up, we, you know, you were going to be something. And it's not like that so much anymore. People have a lot of choices, but we were going to be one thing basically. And when you fail at that one thing, all of a sudden you got to scramble and try to, to define yourself again. And so the definition I looked for was monetary or financial success. 
And so I thought, and I'm entrepreneur, entrepreneurial and creative, and so I'm going to go into business. And uh, over the, the years, I, I worked for other people. I sold stuff. Uh, I, I created small business, about half a dozen small businesses over the years. And I sort of sometimes found a little success, but I was striving constantly to be this person that, that as I said, I thought the whole world wanted me to be. Eventually, I, I, I sort of married into and stumbled into a business that I, my wife and I ended up buying, a fairly substantial water sports business here in the Midwest, and um, which was great because I was seen as the guy. I was the owner. Um, when the 35W bridge collapsed around here, that morning, I'm in my, and I'm dealing with scuba divers and training and rescue diving and all this stuff. Uh, I'm taking phone calls from CNN and, 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 and Fox and, and CBS and, and Larry King and uh, you know, all these people because I'm the guy to go to, which is, you know, kind of what I always strived for. Right. Well, right. eventually, 2007, eight comes along and a recession hits us. And um, I started to have massive financial difficulties in the business, as a lot of people did. And um, I, find, I got to a point in my business where I didn't have the answers. I didn't know how to fix this. And I thought, I need to do this by myself. I need to figure out the answers all by myself. I never learned, as most of us in, in entrepreneurs and business people, we don't know how to ask for help very often. Right. Very well. And right. so I was, that was me. I was trying to solve these big, big problems all by myself without asking for help. And uh, eventually that didn't work. And well, and, so, I, and I love one, one, of the, one of the comments in your summary, you said, I was still drinking a lot at this point, but trying to quit 10 times per day. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and so, I, can, I can relate to 10 times or 10 times 10 or 100 yeah. or 1,000 times when I wanted to quit. Yeah. So every what, time I picked what, up the bottle, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I was drinking to hide my, I was afraid. I didn't know what consequences were coming. I didn't know how to solve my problems. And so instead of asking for help, um, and there were a lot of people who could have helped me, as is true for most people, I picked up the bottle and I hid and I drank and it made me feel better and I could escape. And I did that and it worked really well. That's the and other Jan tricky thing about it. It worked yeah, really well yeah. for a while. Yeah, and as 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 many of us who have been in the AA rooms will will we've heard many many times, one's too many and a thousand's not enough. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so so her. then you got somehow you you got to January thirteenth of twenty thirteen. Yeah, so I we had lost the business and all the employees and a lot of money, lots and lots and lots of money, and and um, I'd ruined a bunch of relationships and just uh, you know my world had imploded. Um, and I got, I got another job, uh, which I then lost, uh, because I was drinking on the job. And, um, so one night in January, for no reason, I just left the house. I drank enough to blackout and I left the house and I don't know why today. I don't know why, but I was gone all night. I remember about three minutes of that night, various times and places around the cities. And, um, I got home the next morning somehow and went into my bed and crashed and passed out. And a few minutes later sat up and there's cops in my bedroom. 
and I don't know about you, but that wasn't normal for me at the time. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm, I'm glad so, it wasn't normal for me either. <laughs> it wasn't. Um, but it, that was sort of the breaking point. That morning I sat up and I thought, you know what, God, if you're going to keep waking me up every morning, I, I don't know how to do this anymore. I just don't know how to do life anymore. And so if you're going to wake me up every morning, you're going to do it. And it, this wasn't anything noble that I did. It was sheer desperation. I really didn't know how to do this anymore. Right. And so I thought, okay, if I'm not going to die and I'm just, nothing's ever going to change and I can't quit, God, you're going to have to direct my life because you're, I'm out. And I, I think, I don't have all the answers, but I think that God honored that sort of step towards him in a way that gave me um, a, a peace that I, I hadn't had really ever, hadn't had for, for certainly years. And that was this confidence almost immediately that somehow everything was going to work out fine. And I think it was because I had just gotten out of the way. Right. As it, we talk about powerlessness and, and acknowledging that something outside of myself is going to have to do this. Right. And that was that moment for me. And sometimes I know for people, that's not a moment. Sometimes that's a year and a half of, of hell. But for me, it just worked out that it was that morning that, that everything, God just sort of took that weight off of my shoulders. Yeah. And you, you, you said again in, in your summary, the, the, words, the words that you said were, <laughs> I give up. I give up. Right. Yeah. And, and we talk about having to surrender. And, and many of us wanted to surrender except for the, well, the if onlys or the, yeah, yeah. but you know, I want, yeah. I want to surrender. Well, not really. Or, I, I, or next week or tomorrow. Yeah. Or yeah. So, or, so that's, that's, I, I just love the, the, the power that's in that testimony because of the powerlessness you, you were, yeah. you were to that point of desperation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's it just it a powerful, powerful story. And I just want to, take one one pause here and just remind the listeners that I still do have the five common mistakes when pursuing recovery, the ebook that I'd love to email to you. If you just uh, take a couple of minutes and, and text champion to 66866, again, text champion to 66866. And I'll be more than happy to get that uh, that ebook to you. And then also on my website, uh, there is a, a 21 question assessment to see if you are eligible for my lifestyle champion cohort that will be launching again early next month, the next version of that. So it, it doesn't cost you anything to do the assessment. It will give you an idea of whether you have a, a mild or a moderate or a severe case of, of substance use disorder. So um, I, I, Lee and I together are, are, are Christian brothers. We want to help. We, we, it breaks our heart to see the people that are suffering mm -hmm. and struggling out of the 22 to 23 million people that are battling alcohol today, less than 10% of those people will actually get help, uh, this year. So Lee and I are committed to the other 90%. Wouldn't you say Lee? Yeah, Is that for a sure. fair assessment? Yeah. Yeah, so share sure. with me how God, because we're, we're, we're about to run out of time. Sure. Talk about how, how God has surprised you and is really using you with your media 
background with your entrepreneurial talents and, and with Five Stone Media. Talk about how God's just leveraging you and, and your skill sets there. Well, something I, I learned really early in my recovery was that um, what I was missing was hope. And, and hope is something that you can't really grow on your own. You can't really get it by yourself. You need, a, you need to hear it from someone else. And so, you know, I'm really dedicated to uh, sharing hope and helping people find some healing for their life because it's, uh, you know, I was hopeless. And I know there are people listening to this who are hopeless. And, and uh, you feel like you're all alone and no one's been through this before like you. And, and you're right. No one has been through it like you. You're you. You're the only you. But there are so many of us out there who have been hopeless and uh, so what I try to do now is whenever I can and however I can, professionally, through my volunteer time, through recovery ministry and groups, and that is to bring hope and healing. And the best way to do that is to, is to share your story. And um, I, I believe truly that for everyone out there who's suffering, there is someone who has a story that will influence you and show you a path through. And the only way for you to hear that story is to engage with people and to go ask for help. I, you know, I couldn't ask for help, but uh, until I did, and I hope that you will go out and ask for help today. So what we do at Five Stone Media, where I work, is we produce um, Christian video-based resources that help people find hope and healing for various different kinds of struggles. Um, uh, for people who are affected by incarceration, for mental health issues, for grieving and sudden loss, uh, sexual exploitation. We have a family of products and they're all topics that not too many people want to talk about. They're kind of ugly things. And so um, we create original uh, shared experience videos uh, with a team of mental health advisors and pastors that uh, we can provide to people to maybe light that spark of hope by hearing a shared story that they can recognize. And then where would they go to get the resources or to learn Fivestonemedia.com. Fivestone, F-I-V-E. F-I-V-E, S-T-O-N-E, media.com, spell out five. And um, you'll see some of our video products and, and you can touch base with me or connect with me um, via LinkedIn. I think Randy probably posts some yep. information, contact info somewhere. Yeah, we'll be sharing that. So, okay. Well, what we, we need to wrap up here. What, what, uh, what's parting words of encouragement would you offer that guy or gal that's struggling today? Wow. Um, you are not, your story is your story, but it's not original. Someone has gone through your story before. When I was new in recovery, I ran into a 14 year old girl at a AA meeting who told my story and that was very helpful for me because I learned to, to be on the lookout for someone who can give me information that will help my life. So just get connected and reach out and ask for help. Yeah, amen. And, and feel free to reach out to me. My, my office number is 321-757-HOPE. Again, that's 321-757-HOPE. And if you or, or someone you know is struggling today, please don't wait. As Lee said earlier, please don't wait. Don't go into bed another night and, and wonder what tomorrow is going to bring. There's dying husbands, wives, sons, and daughters. Someone loves them. Today's the day to get help. And 
Lee, I just want to thank you. We didn't even talk about Quest 180, which is yeah. probably how we met first, yeah. the first time. And, and uh, for the listeners, I, I hope you found this information helpful today. Look for the replays to be available on the usual podcast online outlets like Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. Have a blessed day and be extraordinary today. The Oregon College Savings Plan can help you support your kid's future career as a teacher. Uh, airplane driver? Um, no, their career as a hairstyle designer. As a dinosaur doctor? Oh, their future job as a windmill builder. No, an ice cream taster. You know what? We just don't know what they want to be yet. But while they figure it out and dream big, we're here to help you save for what comes next, whatever that may be. Learn more at OregonCollegeSavings.com. The Oregon College Savings Plan can help you support your kid's future career as a teacher. Uh, airplane driver? Um, no, their career as a hairstyle designer. As a dinosaur doctor? Oh, their future job as a windmill builder. No, an ice cream taster. You know what? We just don't know what they want to be yet. But while they figure it out and dream big, we're here to help you save for what comes next, whatever that may be. Learn more at OregonCollegeSavings.com.